Hello, thanks for, for joining us on another HT AFC Sounds uh, exclusive interview. Uh, today, we are joined by some members of our academy that I'll introduce momentarily. Um, and we're going to discuss the development, career uh, and progression of young Tom Yupenda, midfielder from the uh, Huddersfield Town Academy that made his first team debut just recently against Manchester City at the Etihad in the third round of the Emirates FA Cup. He's a, a player that's been on the, the first team bench and at the fringe of the first team for a little while now, uh, a name that supporters will be getting increasingly familiar with. But... His journey to the first team isn't as, as easy or as, as straightforward as, as people may assume. So we wanted to, to lift the lid and go behind the curtain of that a little bit. That said, pleased to be uh, joined by Academy Manager John Worthington, uh, Academy Head of Academy Coaching, is it George now as well, and Lee Miller, who's uh, Head of B Team Recruitment. We're going to talk a bit about Tom Yupenda and his journey from, from joining the club to playing for the first team. Um, Worthy, if we start there, um, as academy manager, what's the, the feeling like when you see a, a young boy coming on at, at Manchester City, probably the best team in the world at the moment, to represent Huddersfield Town? Yeah, I mean, just collectively as a, as a group of staff, um, you know, re- really proud, a really proud moment. Um, you know, everyone spent uh, time and, and input into that that process and that that journey for Tom to um, you know to make that first step and, and, and make that debut. And uh, what 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 a fantastic place to um, to make a debut! De- definitely a far cry from from, from my debut. Where was yours? Where did you remember? Plymouth away. Yes, it's definitely different than, than home park. The reason we wanted to, to have this conversation was a lot of supporters just because of the way it works, we'll, we'll see a young lad's name appear on the bench, they'll they'll see him make his debut at City, but they won't particularly know the, the work that's been done in the background, the, the different members of staff, um, everybody else who's, who's touched that process. And as overseeing the academy now, it's important to you guys that everybody, you know, that the hard work that's gone there is, is explained a little bit, that, that people kind of understand the processes in place and the, the hard work and thinking that goes in place to, to make that journey possible. Yeah, and, and 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 it is a lot of staff that that have had touch point with with Tom uh, along his journey. Uh, I think our program uh, is is a really bespoke pro- program. Uh, it's different to a lot of other other academies. There's a, a, a tremendous emphasis on on individual player development uh, from from the initial uh, recruitment stage through to the to to, to every day uh, and how we work around um, you know the IDP process. Um, and, and and basically, uh, along with the player taking ownership, uh, that that being guided and, and directed by by each specific member of staff. We've had um, a couple of these sort of conversations where they were. We've had a, a wide overview of the academy, uh, your position, how the team have been doing their progression into first team. But we're not going to do that today. Obviously, there's a, a wider conversation about the academy to to come in, in natural course with with what everybody else has been saying at, at top levels. We're going to concentrate on Tom today as a bit of a case study because it's interesting to to hear those sort of things. If we we start with uh, Lee Meller, um, Meller, if you just want to introduce what you do at the club. Yeah, so I oversee the recruitment within the academy structure that there is now, so B team um, and the scholars below. How long have you been doing that job? Um, it's about three and a half, four years now. And you've had a, an interesting sort of journey yourself. Did you start in sort of strength and, and conditioning before yeah, you moved so previously, in? previously... Um, still working here, but within the when the full academy was previous within the the youth ages, um, doing sports science, strength and conditioning, um, a lot of focus on sort of growth and maturation. 
uh, with Tom in particular, I'll, I'll play the role of somebody who's who's never heard of him or isn't as familiar with him as, as you guys are, and I'm, I'm not. So it's going to be an easy role to play. Um, when it comes to scouting players, when it comes to looking for them, how did that process come with Tom? When did you first become aware of him? Um, so how the process works or process for us is um, within the under-16 age, which is the last year of school, effectively, um, players across the country get a they basically get a decision on whether they're going to continue forward into the professional system full-time or not. So there's a high dropout rate, um, and this is where we pick up players. So Tom was at Brighton um, and then released from Brighton in his under-16 year. Um, it was one of the COVID years, so scouting on him wasn't as traditional as normal. Um, travel restrictions were in place. Uh, a lot of it was done remote through video. So what what do you identify them when you when you're watching the videos of Tom when you you're looking at potential have you got I don't know a list of players or positions that you're thinking we need to fill these or is it just any raw ability in in any position anything that you think there's a potential here to one day impact us at first team level? Yeah, ultimately it's players of high potential that we know or we think can play for Huddersfield Town first team, but we have a list of characteristics for for each position that we're looking for. Um, Tom, ironically, was a winger, sort of attacking midfielder, but we saw the characteristics for him as a as a more an eight or a six in midfield. What makes you make that decision? Because it's not something we we only do with Tom. There's various players who will change position. It's it's a uh, it's not an uncommon thing to happen at that sort of an age where somebody might have played a, a different position younger and then found their feet going forward. What goes into that decision-making process? Do you talk with, with George, with Worthy, with the other coaches and maybe the strength coaches to see what their body might do in the future? Because you know Tom's a completely different-looking lad from when he walked through the door to the one that's walking on at the Etihad. Yeah, the, the process is always multidisciplinary, so there's input from coaches, input from sports science... Uh, input from analysis, basically all the people that are, have day-to-day contact with him when he would be in and around the building. So, and what's the what's your first step then? Is it is it going to speak to the player or agent, or do you show the clips to to, to these two and go? I think I found one here. Uh, first step would be with Tom. It was get in contact with his mum, find out whether Huddersfield was an option for them. That was pretty difficult at the time because his mum works like NHS stuff, so she was extremely busy with COVID. Um, and then once that was that connection was made, arranging a trial, um, and then once they're in the building, that's when everybody can get a better look um, over the course of the, the trial. I think that's one thing that that people probably forget when they think about footballers is that you know when they make these moves they're, they're kids Tom's what 15 16 at that point and he's he's having to make a major life decision to move from the south up to up to West Yorkshire what what goes into the conversation with the family uh, a lot of the conversation is around uh, school so he's Tom's still at school when we first seen him he lives in Brighton it's not exactly close to Huddersfield so it was arranging Wednesday's February half term, let's get him up for a week then. Um, we'll provide accommodation if, if that's what he needs, trying to make the process as easy as possible for the player. So Perfect. George, if we, we speak to yourself, yeah. I imagine that half term was maybe the first time you got to see Tom in person. What's that first impression like for you with your player? Yeah, no, I think when, when we bring any any um any player in from who are gonna come in on trial, it's important that all the staff get a good um a good gauge of, of each individual. I think from when I saw Tom um 
it was in a trial game that, that we had um, on the top pitches, and I think it was it was evident to see his strengths with um, with the ball uh, in possession, driving past players, and that and that was clear to see from from the moment that, that we got him in the building, really, and that was something that that caught the eye from from my point of view. Does it help you having? Being in an academy, not just any academy, our academy, um, to see if he might fit in, if he's the right sort of player for this club, if he has the the wherewithal to to make it through that process. Yeah, I think each individual is different, and and we get a wide range of individuals from all over the country coming into the building. So it's not judging players too quick in terms of maybe, maybe the character or, or their attributes, but I think we've got a good understanding of staff in terms of what we're looking for in terms of values. Um, of what's expected at, at this club throughout the academy and into into the first team, so it's good so that, that we can get a good gauge on that um, as staff and everyone has has an opinion on them on them players when they come in on trial. You're a, a younger coach as well. Um, not don't mean any disrespect to to the other two of you, but does that help you sort of find a level with the lads, uh, relate to them a little bit more, able to, to speak to them differently and and sort of identify their characters a little bit differently than, than perhaps the older people might? Yeah, I think we've got a really good balance within the academy in terms of the uh, the age within the staff. So there's some staff that are a little bit older than myself, but I think it adds it adds strength to, to what the academy is. Yeah, there's a lot of young staff within the academy and I think it helps us understand what the players are going through. There's myself and Oren who, who have been in this building for, for quite a long time um, as young academy players here, so we understand the journey of what it's like to come through at, at, at this club as a young player. I think most supporters and, and especially the supporters who are a, a bit more switched on with the academy and, and reading reports and everything will be aware of your name. They'll have seen your photo floating around as well on the website and social media. But for those that maybe don't, do you want to just give a, an overview of, of your journey with Huddersfield Town? Obviously, player first and then moving into a coaching position. Yeah, so came here when I was um, 12. So I come into the building at, at 12, went all the way through to um, under 16, then then got offered a scholarship, did my two-year scholarship and then and then got a contract extension of, of one year, but then didn't get offered another contract after that. And I was fortunate enough that um, the club um, noticed some strengths within me to, to be be a coach. Um, and that's when I started working with, with Worthy and assisting with him as the under-17s coach. And then throughout probably the last five years that, that I've been working as a staff member here, progress my way to, to working through throughout all, all the ages that, that we've had within the academy. How's that journey been for you? Obviously, it's a, it's a strange tra- transition for older players to make, usually at the end of their playing days, as, yeah. as Worthy did. Uh, but for you, you did it at the start. Obviously, uh, the opportunity to play football professionally maybe wasn't there or you know the coaching one came up instead. Was it more, yeah. this seems like more of a viable option for me? Yeah, I think it was an incredible opportunity and one that if you look around other clubs in the, in the country, I don't think many clubs have, have given them opportunities out and I was fortunate enough to receive that opportunity from the club. And I think here there's, there's some great people. I've learned off some some really good coaches that, that have been here, obviously stuck with, with Worthy since I've been in here for, for the last five years and learned a lot of him. Um, and I think, yeah, the incredible opportunity, but I've also been given the opportunity to, to fail with, with some bits and put myself in some uncomfortable um, situations, which, which has helped me develop massively. If we just ask Worthy for a second, um, you obviously have to have a lot of trust in, in your coaches, your younger coaches. When we, we make a signing, bring somebody in like Tom, who we've we've identified as a potential talent. How do you sort of, do you help with what their schedule is going to be, what their coaching sort of idea is going to be, or do you kind of leave them to it and, and see what's going to happen from their own ideas? 
Uh, I think like I think everything. I think it's um, you know we, we, you know it's, it, we work in a collectively all the time. It's always an MDT approach, whether that's in the physical performance or, or with the coaches. And I think everyone um, has, has got this clear process and, and a, a vision of where we want to get to and how we get um, you know um, a player from when, when they enter the building uh, to, to hopefully uh, making a debut. And um, we've we've you know we've put ourselves in a situation over the last few years where we've had you know we, we've been able to uh, you know have numerous case studies around that and and, and each each journey looks slightly different uh, and it just depends on the profile of the player for Tom um, obviously early on we identified him as a you know as a real talent and and in terms of if we if we could maximize the his, his physical development uh, in terms of not just his size and growth but but in terms of um, speed, strength, power, um, he undoubtedly had um, you know a, a talent in terms of with the ball. So I think it's 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 collectively working on that, and then looking at looking at what's the best thing for him. Um, he's been on a really kind of smooth pathway, and that's uh, that's continued. Um, you know, with 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 Mark and um, and with with Darren, um, in terms of they've been really open to to, to opening pathways up for for, for players, um, and that's something that's that, that's that, that's that's gone really well in, over the last six months, and that's allowed Tom to get that opportunity. In terms of last season, he's he he got exposures in terms of going out on loan to to hide, and he got that little uh, that that opportunity in terms of playing. First team football uh, in a first team dressing room, so get gain those experiences uh, alongside playing in the B team. And like I said, each, each player is different, um, and each journey is slightly different. And, and I think that's uh, it's the skills of us as staff, um, club wide, uh, and working together in, in terms of finding a way to you know to to, to make sure we, we we get those processes right. There's a lot of long-term thinking worthy that has to go into something like this. Obviously, when a boy comes in at 15, 16, most people are going to assume that it's going to be four to six years before he makes a, an impact at first-team level in his late teens, early 20s. Obviously, Tom's done that a little bit quicker, um, given his ability. At what point in that conversation do the first team become a consideration? How much attention are they paying to, to boys at that age? Not just Tom, but anyone that's coming through the door. I think I think that's that it's it's all all around the um, the structure of the club in terms of meetings uh, and 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 how how those transition processes happen um, from whether it's scholar to a, to the B team whether it's B team to the first team uh, you know within those meetings um, you know obviously in the last six months Mark uh, you know Mark's involved in that and it's, it's really important um, that. You know the sporting directors involved in those 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 succession meetings, um, so the opportunities get created for for, for, for talented players. Um, Darren's been been fantastic as well in that process, and you know um, has given Tom that debut. And like would for Tom, it's, we're just at the start. You know he's made a debut. That's fantastic. Uh, we're all really proud as a, as an academy from making that first step. And it's the first step. And and but he's had that opportunity, and it's it's for him now to. to with our support uh, and lots of support uh, to you know to kick on uh, and and um, you know and, and really kind of uh, move forward with that. It's the nature of the beast, but I'm going to ask you a, a type of question that I think I might have asked you similar previously about different players. But for you, because you wear 
two hats at the same time. You're the academy manager, but you oversee the, the B team as well. When you've got a player of that ability who starts to make that progression into the first team is perhaps taken out of your day-to-day training and, and team selection a little bit more. There's obviously pride, as you say, but there's a little bit of, oh, oh no, we've not got Tom to, to rely on in midfield anymore. Is it, you kind of, you made the, your peace with that a long time ago and it's, it's kind of just good news or is it a little bit of going, process starts with somebody else now instead? Yeah, and you know it does. We're looking to the next player always, um, you know, and 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 it's the next opportunity for, for for the next player, and 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 that's what it is. It's always creating pathways, and ultimately, whether it's the B team, uh, whether it's under 19s, absolutely, you know, you 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 want to to create an environment where where players, you know, are winning games in terms of at the B team, and they're getting used to what competitive games look like. But ultimately, our program is is all about the individuals, and so. Uh, it's every 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 session, every every week, everything is all focused around that that individual player and how we get, get, get create the best opportunities in, in their development. Lee, something I'm I'm interested in with with your involvement is, you know, Tom's in the door. He signed his contract. Is he a two year scholarship to start with? Is that you hands off at that point, or are you still constantly in dialogue with parents, agents, feeding back on how he's progressing, um, having a look at you know his situation at the club? How how does your role uh, evolve once they're actually through the door? Yeah, there's obviously a bit of a step back because I won't work with him day to day as much, but um, I was the first point of contact for his for his parents, for his agent, whoever it might be. Um, so it's just. Continuing those relationships, providing initial feedback. Um, the players, I was probably the first pl- first staff member they'd met, so um, it's just man- maintaining those relationships um, just to help him progress, transition into the building, really. And do you kind of keep an eye on his progression in terms of, of how he's going through the teams and stuff? Do you get involved then with when it comes to start thinking about are we offering him a pro deal, are we doing this, are we doing that? Is that a conversation that you're part of as well? Yeah, definitely, because there's a external focus to those those um, conversations as well, comparing our players to what might be available within the market. So, so you're kind of thinking, okay, we we could give Tom a two, uh, you know, a one two year pro contract here, or is there a better player in a similar position to what he was in Brighton, maybe that we could bring in that maybe has a, a better future than he does? Yeah, some of those discussions do go on, but we do we generally back our own players. We we try to develop our own players. So. That's interesting. Uh, George, speaking about the development then, obviously back when, when Tom will have stepped yeah. in the building the first time, you were looking after those age groups. What does training look like? What does, you know, where this touch on the IDP, if you can sort of explain yeah. that a little bit more. How does that process work? Is it is it a group thing to start with or are you going individually, let's work with him on this, individually, let's work with him on that? Yeah, so the, the way we kind of do it is there's two separate kind of split programmes. So there's the the coaching programme for, for all the players where the new scholars will get a layered learning approach where we'll go through what, what it looks like to, to be in, in kind of play for Oldersfield Town within within that style. Um, and then obviously we've got the IDPs, which, which we've just discussed. So... Each player will have an IDP every six weeks. So uh, if, individual development plan. Yeah, yeah, individual development plan. So when we got Tom, as mentioned before, we could see that he had loads of really, really good uh, in-possession characteristics, which matched our, our position-specific characteristics. Um, but we felt like we felt like he had a lot, a lot of improvement on his out-possession um, characteristics. So what, what we did with Tom, actually, is quite a lot of the under-17s games. He actually played at centre-back. 
So a total switch from from where he was a wide player at Brighton. He's come to us and we believe he's going to be a box-to-box midfield player. But we understood that he needed, if he were going to do that, he's going to need some of um, the defensive characteristics, which we felt he didn't have. So within that, he'd obviously play at centre-back, which at times he struggled. Um, and, and of course, he made mistakes. Of course, he failed at times. But then all the coaching staff um, go from approach of, of, yeah, high challenge, but then also high support. And we'd review the games um, with Tom to ensure that, yeah, he, he was getting that learning. And I think that's that's the most important part of our programme. It's letting the players have loads of uh, opportunity to to challenge themselves, but then also supporting them with with the clips, um, with the individual training, and just making sure all bases are covered with with the players. It's one of the indiv- uh, sort of most interesting things we do at that at age level, and um, I'm sure yourself and Worthy can can speak to this as well. Is that you know it's hard to get across what we're trying to achieve with players of that age because supporters, as, as all football fans do, will look at the scoreline first, and if we're you know being beaten or if the scoreline's heavy or anything, they'll assume that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. When in in actual fact. Perhaps there are times where we've gone into a game knowing we're going to fail. We know we've got three or four lads out of position, but the long-term future, the fact that he's going to walk out of Manchester City in two years is more important than what the score against Fleetwood is on a Saturday morning in, in October here. Yeah, I think it's it's everyone and, and the staff at the club understanding that, that we're all aligned in that process and everyone understanding that if, if we're going to get the long-term um, process right of getting the player into the first team, we're going to have to put some demands on the player, um, and ultimately, at, at times, the, the team the team might suffer from that in, in games. But we believe in, in that's the best way to progress players into into our first team. There's a lot of emphasis as well on an attitude and, and reaction um, from players, how they handle themselves when things aren't going right. Um, with Tom specifically, is that something that you kind of look to do if you're going to move him from out wide into the middle? There's going to be different stresses on him at different points in the game. Are you looking to how he reacts to that? Yeah, and I think that's where the high support comes in and that's where the coaches and all the staff have got to sit down with the players and get to know them individually. Myself and Worthy's probably spent hours sat, sat with Tom going through clips, making him understand the process of what we're trying to do, develop his, his out-of-possession um, out actions. And yeah, yeah, that that takes time. But I think the important thing about what we try and do is here is show the players that we care, and we show that by making sure we spend time with them, um, getting to know them both on on and off the pitch, um, and yeah, just putting the working with the players on on an individual basis. Well, could you speak to that as well? Because it's not just you guys. Obviously, have a duty of care over the boys. You you have a vested interest in how they do, how they perform, how they grow as not only players but people. But there's um, psychologists on hand there's other people who are there to, to care and look after them as well even in, in education in safeguarding that's important that they feel comfortable as people and, and as you know boys turning into men as much as it is football isn't it yeah and and, and like I said we're, we're fortunate to, to to have that that support nutrition as well and um, and I think uh, also in terms of accommodation providers a lot, a lot of our, our boys obviously currently don't don't live local so um there's there's lots of different angles um to to support these boys to make sure they're in the best environment possible um for them for them to learn and develop and and like i said you know yes it's it's us three talking today but it but it's you know it's 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 definitely a a team 
um, a team effort with, throughout with all the players. Yeah, if we had every academy member that had worked with Tom, I don't think we'd have had enough microphones to cover it, unfortunately, or enough time to get through that conversation. Um, so I appreciate you three being here. Um, I imagine at some point then, George, say George has had him at under-17, under-19 level, Mellis fed back that, you know, he's had a look, he's been scouting, there's nobody in centre midfield, right back or wherever that he might want to turn into a centre midfielder that's going to be any better than Tom does. Is it at that point where you start to get a little bit more hands-on and kind of go, OK, it's time for him to, to step up to B-team level now? Because people talk about the, the difference between B-team football and first-team football, but underage football to open-age B-team football is, a, is another huge step. Yeah, and and I think, like I said, I think that that's that that's the key to it that, that every individual is different, and and it'll be a and everyone's journey some at different speeds. We've you know we, we've seen other other players get in a little bit bit later on, um, you know, but but it can be anything from when they come in at, at sixteen. It can be anything from two to five years, uh, I believe. So it's 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 just recognizing making sure that they're, that they're getting challenged and they're ready for that ne next step and the balance between, um, you know, the, the levels and making sure that, yes, they're getting stretched enough and, 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 and we're continuing that challenge. And that's where the, sometimes the loans uh, can be really effective um, in terms of making sure that, that they're getting all the different types of experiences. The, the B team uh, games give you the, the different experiences because it's a bespoke games program. You get games at the stadium in the Premier League Cup, competitive games. You get games just more recently against Rangers for Rangers B team. But also you can also t have challenges of, of the non-league teams and, and different uh, surrounding settings. And and all, and all this ultimately is 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 to give them as much experience and much exposure as possible to give them the, the tools. Uh, for, for hopefully when they get into a into a first team environment, and at this similar sort of point as well, when they're at the B team, that's the closest they're going to be to first team football without being part of the first team. There's occasions where they'll step up and train, so there's a, a dual role there where they they're not past the B team level yet. Tom perhaps even now isn't past B team level yet. He's he's you know filled in for a little while while there's been some injuries. Obviously his his own performance and, and abilities you know stands on its own. If he wasn't trusted to play there he, he wouldn't be. Um how do you manage that where they're not perhaps not day to day with you but on occasions will drop back, will still be under your eye? Yeah and I, I think I think that process is, is really important and it and it's a process that you know, um, you know, we work really hard to, tr to try and make make sure it happens, and that that comes from, you know, having you know real real good communication uh, from between between the first team to to the academy, um, and making sure, like I said, you know, the, the first team staff, um, you know, whether it's the, the performance guys are linked in with the academy performance guys, whether it's 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 myself and George linking in with the, with the first team coaching staff, and and those are the processes that that are really important to make sure that the individuals always get 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 what they need um is there a point sorry sorry is there a point where say the decision has to be made one way or another i, I don't imagine darren turns around and goes i'm taking him that seems like a, a one-way conversation is it more of a collaborative thing where he goes whether do you think he's ready is he up to this and you have to tell him where he might be ready where he might not be ready yeah, I think I think that there's there's always you know there's open conversations uh, with, with 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 Darren with, um, with with Matt Cartwright you know so so everyone's informed and, and in the loop and um, you know so those conversations happen on a daily, weekly, um, you know, monthly basis and, and making sure that 
you know the, the players are getting getting what they need. Um, you know, for, fortunately for 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 the academy, uh, Darren's really open to that, and, and 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 players get loads of exposure in front of the first team staff um, to, to train to train with um, to train with and being in around that that first team environment, which 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 is fantastic, and and those are the key things um, to allow you know the, the transition of players to happen. So there's a, a world, obviously, it's not this one where Tom's not quite ready for that step, but people at the the first team level are aware of his ability and they turn to you and say, you know, do you reckon we could take him for a week or two? This is up on Hoggy's Hill, for example, as has been the case the past couple of weeks. Um, is there, a, you know, an eventuality where you kind of, for their own long-term sort of safety and, and best interest in mind, kind of go, no, I wouldn't right now? Um, yeah, I think... I, I definitely think uh, there's, there's there's a mutual respect in terms of understanding what you know de- developing players need yeah. uh, at that moment in time. So absolutely, and and you know we're fortunate the first team staff have you know have, have all been involved in development football at some point in their coaching journey. So I think there's there's real understanding around that, and 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 th- th- those are the, the the key things that you need to have a you know as, as a club if if you're wanting to you know to to, to produce. Players and homegrown players, and, and and get them that success. Lee, um, one of the the happiest times in a, a young player's uh, career is when they sign that first pro deal. Um, it's something, luckily, as, as part of media covering it, uh, taking photos and the like. We we get to be involved with a little bit. The family are usually there, the agents are there, yourself. Um, it's a good moment when when that step's made. It's a big moment. We usually get a, a quote from Worthy where he, he kind of says, "Look, this is a, a fantastic step, but this is where the real hard work begins now." Yeah, um, it's a, always a proud moment when when any scholar signs a pro, um, anyone progresses through. Um, it, it's always a really proud moment for the whole academy um, as well as the players. What's that conversation like? Because obviously that's a, a big step to make. It's a financial commitment from the club. It's you know a, a longer term commitment from the player and their family as well. Um, do I have several meetings? Is it one again where Matt Cartwright will get involved? You know, people at first team level will kind of go, okay, if they're a professional footballer now, they're, they're starting to become under our consideration as well. Yeah, there's a few internal meetings um, with John, uh, Mark, the manager will be involved so that everybody's on the same page and, and everyone's aware of uh, what this young young player is and, and what his pathway might be. And then at that point, are you kind of, are you having a look at where, you know, he might go first team-wise? Is there, you know, the potential interest from other parties or anything like that? Or is it more our focus on where we want to take him just in, you know, Huddersfield Town? Yeah, a lot of it's our focus. Um, there'll maybe be one or two different pathways mapped out. There might be loans. There might be first team opportunities, depending on how quickly they, they progress up the curve, really. Is part of your job then sort of doing some um, management expectations of, of, of where they're going to go? Because there might be chance, you know, if I put myself in that position, if I was to be handed a pro football contract, I might think I'd made it. But you know, obviously there's there's a while to go before they're, they're actually at a consistent first team standard. Yeah, I think a lot of the players um, know the timescale on stuff, the pathways, um, like you mentioned the, the real hard work starts then. The, that's not just a throwaway comment. Uh, the players are aware of this, that there's a, a long way to go from B-team football to first-team football. 
Um, Worthy, if we, we just wrap up with you yourself, um, Tom's obviously made his first appearance now at a senior level for Huddersfield Town. That's a, a fabulous achievement and something that he, his family and the club, all you guys should be massively proud of. How much work has he got left then? Because he's obviously not the finished product. He's, he's still a kid in our eyes, uh, even though he's, he's probably taller than most of us now. Uh, and he's filled out a little bit as well. Um, what has he got left to do then? Uh, well, he's got to, he's got to get in the team. <laughs> he's got to get in the team, um, you know, and he's and he's got to grasp every opportunity when he gets on on, on the pitch. Um, and then ultimately, um, it's you know it's down for him to to impress every day in training um, and and to force his way you know into the uh, into to the gaffer's uh, plans. Really, um, we'll all we from an academy perspective. We'll we'll support him and uh, and it, all the wraparound stuff around that because um, we know him and we know the individual really well. So we'll support him with that. Um, but but ultimately, it's like all players. Once once they get uh, that foot and that foot in the door and that opportunity, they, they've got to step through it and, and, and take it. So it's not as if now he's he's come on at Manchester City and that's it. You and George sit down and go, we've washed our hands of Tom Yupendo. We we've done that one. It's on to the next one. There's still some involvement in, you know, maybe he comes have a as a chat with you. Maybe there's something you've spotted. It's still a collaboration between you and the first team. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundreds, hundred percent. Especially with with uh, with Tom and some of the younger ones. That 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 constant support continues. Um, you know, and and. When he's made a hundred appearances, then, then then I think we we, we can step away. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, young players, young men can get excited. Um, you know, making a, an achievement like that is no small thing. It's part of what you guys do as well, keeping the feet on the ground a little bit and and trying to impress on them. You know, how they grow into a first team environment. How there's you know certain ways of behaving, the certain ways of carrying yourself when you're a professional footballer. When you start to have the pressures of actually being in that environment full time. Yeah, and I think that 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 comes back to um, you know the, the values from that we install in the players when they when when first day, uh, you know, and, and humility is, is is one of those key things that you know uh, that, that we we try and install in the players as you know and, and and the whole academy. So so yeah, fortunately for for someone like Tommy, he's a really humble humble lad, um, you know. So some, for someone like him, I, I think uh, yes, it's absolutely take the plaudits in terms of a debut and. A, family and, and, and friends and everyone should be really proud but but I think he, he's a really humble kid and he knows that this is just the first step and and he knows that it's uh, he's, he's got to get his head down and, and, and go again and you know really try and carve out a career. I'm going to com- completely contradict myself with my last question after I asked about keeping his feet on the ground. Um, supporters will obviously be really interested in him as a player having seen him come on and um, the fact that we've sat and talked about him for half an hour kind of shows where he is in our estimations. What sort of a player can Tommy Pender be? How, how good of a player can he be in your estimations? If everything goes to plan, if he keeps working as hard as he is, if he keeps listening to coaches, keeps doing all the off-field things, living his life right, all those small elements, those marginal gains that goes into being a top-level footballer, something that somebody like Jonathan Long will have had to have done for 20 years, something you'll have done for a long time in, in your career. You played for a long time as well. What could he... What is his potential? No, I think I think Tom's undoubtedly, you know, a real high potential player is something someone that we've we've known from uh, from very early on uh, as we've seen his progression, and ultimately he's on a you know he's on, he's on a real upward curve, and so you know he should he should be as an individual he should be aiming as as high as possible, um, and and that's that's what we'll be supporting him uh, to get to that point. 
that's really interesting to, to hear, Worthy, and the entire conversation that we've had has been really insightful and, and fascinating. So, John Worthington, thank you very much for your time. Lee Meller, the same to you, and, and George Danaher as well. Um, the three of you have provided really good, uh, interesting sort of glimpse into how the academy system works. I think it'll be something that supporters will be really fascinated by and interested to, to hear into all the work that goes on behind the scenes here at the Miller's Oils High Performance Complex. And obviously... Tom's not the only player that, that receives that sort of treatment or that sort of attention, uh, but he's the, the latest, so it's a good example as any to, to use. Uh, for any supporters who have enjoyed this, want to listen to more of our exclusive audio content, uh, press conferences, anything, interviews, uh, HTAF Sounds is the place to be on Spotify and Apple Music, uh, and we'll speak to you again in the future.